Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my privilege to welcome to Talk Nation Radio this week Ida Tuma Sliman. She is a member of the Knesset, the Israeli Parliament, and chairwoman there of the Committee on the Status of Women and Gender Equality. She is joining us by phone from Israel, but she did recently tour the United States. Her lengthy resume includes three years as editor-in-chief of Al-Ittihad, the only Arabic daily newspaper in Israel, and for the past nine years she has served as Secretary of the World Peace Council. I I am not aware of any member of the U.S. Congress who is part of any peace organization. Uh, Ida Tuma Sliman, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. When you were in the United States and I heard you speak and met with you, you you spoke a good deal about the new nation-state law in Israel. Can you give people a, a summary of what that is? Well, the nation, the Jewish nation-state law, uh, has been legislated as a basic law, which is uh, supposed to be part of the Constitution to be formed uh, in the future. Nobody knows when, because, as you know, Israel is 70 years old and still don't have a Constitution till today, but have a group of basic laws, and this is one, the major one of them. It is. Uh, uh, it was legislated in 19th of July, um, and uh, the debates surrounding it were really um, very um, uh, controversial because this law um, actually designed uh, the state to be a Jewish state. It doesn't mention 20% of the citizens of Israel who are Palestinian Arabs, citizens of Israel, indigenous people who we existed even before on this land, even before the state was formulated. We are not mentioned at all. It says, the law says and determined that it's a Jewish state. It's open for uh, uh, Jewish people from all over the world. The state takes responsibility to defend and to um, enrich the life of uh, Jewish uh, people all over the world, but do not mention 20% of its citizens. This law also have different components of uh, defining the uh, state symbols, the uh, flag, uh, and uh, uh, all the components of a state, but do not mention anything about the borders, something that makes us very worried, especially that the law starts with two words, uh, uh, the land of Israel. Uh, And we think that uh, bringing this terminology that is a biblical terminology, a Zionist terminology, into a civil law is very dangerous in our opinion because it keeps uh, in this uh, political context that is evolving in the last uh, few months, it keeps the borders of Israel open to annexate more and more territories of the Palestinian territories, occupied uh, Palestinian territories. I can go on and explain about the fact that is including Jerusalem as uh, the capital of Israel, which means it is in contradiction with the international law that says very clearly that East Jerusalem is an occupied territory. Um, And it continues to one of the most, uh, in my uh, opinion, uh, 
it's a scandal to have uh, uh, one uh, uh, item in the uh, law, uh, one article that says that uh, uh, developing and uh, enlarging and uh, creating uh, Jewish uh, locality settlement called by the law uh, is a nation value a high nation value, which means discriminating very clearly against 20% of the citizens. This law uh, put the infrastructure for a new uh, uh, situation in Israel where, are there, where there are will be two different statuses of citizenship, one for the Jews and one for the Arabs. This is an infrastructure or a beginning uh, very officially of the of an apartheid regime in Israel. Yes, indeed. It, it sounds like what we might think of if in the United States, in the southern part of the United States, uh, laws were to be enacted today to create white communities uh, and to legislate. Yeah, imagine, imagine that, that in the United States they will declare that Although in reality, sometimes we have these situations that small communities are composed of one, like only Jewish communities in it. But to put it in a basic law very clearly that they will create and develop and make it a high value, only Jewish settlements, it means very clearly that you are not going to invest anything or less investment in other communities which create, as I said, a classification of citizenship inside Israel. It it seems there's always been a contradiction between being a democracy and being a Jewish nation, but this seems more open, this seems more blatant to to openly admit and put into law that you're going to be a Jewish nation. how, How does one reconcile that with the idea of democracy? Well, democracy is not mentioned in the basic law. Uh, This basic law do not mention two important words that usually any constitution or any basic law should include, uh, equality and democracy. These two words are not mentioned in that law. And actually, it is not mentioned in any other law, the word equality between the citizens in Israel. Uh, but there is, a, a, in the issue of democracy, till today, there was a law that defining Israel as a Jewish and democratic state. And uh, there was a debate going on, especially on the background of what is created lately by the right-wing government, that there is a, a, a built-in contradiction between being Jewish and democratic. Because the minute you define a state by an ethnic group or ethnic affiliation, you are not uh, uh, putting the basis for a real democracy. The minute you prefer one ethnic group over the other, in my opinion, this is not democratic. And this debate was going on for a long time. But it looks like the right-wing government, Netanyahu's, Mr. Netanyahu's government, has decided that this debate should not continue, and if if there is a contradiction between Jewish and democracy, now they declare it very clearly, we prefer Jewish rather than democracy. You mentioned the the words land of Israel as a biblical reference. That could actually be taken to mean 
much more than the currently occupied territories, couldn't it? Yes, of course, because there is also a debate. What does it mean, the land of Israel? Usually they say that in the biblical way, it's between the sea and the river. The sea is the Mediterranean. Everybody knows that. That is the border from the uh, western side of uh, uh, of Israel. But the river, there is a debate about it. Is it the Jordanian River or it is uh, uh, the uh, rivers in Iraq? Uh, which means it can extend to include Jordan and parts of Syria. And uh, uh, actually this basic law is including also the Golan Heights, which are Syrian territories occupied since 1967. Uh, it is included in the definition of the state of Israel, and Israel has annexed this land uh, to it, despite the international law, despite what is agreed upon in international uh, or uh, resolutions, uh, which means that the uh, let's say the appetite to include and to annex more and more lands it can be beyond the Palestinian territories, even. Indeed. We're, we're speaking with Ida Tumas-Liman, who is a member of the Knesset, uh, the Israeli parliament. The, what has been the, the resistance to this law, including uh, a, a general strike? Well, um, we decided from the beginning, uh, w what we should uh, um, maybe mention, uh, uh, David, that uh, this law, although it was uh, defined as a basic law and part of the Constitution to be, uh, it did not uh, really have a consensus uh, among the Israeli population, including the Jewish population in Israel. Only 62 members out of 120 in the Knesset voted uh, uh, with this law, and 55 uh, opposed it, uh, voted against, and two abstained, which means it's almost a division of uh, 52 to 48 percent of the population. Uh, uh, this is uh, that's why we said from the beginning that we want to defend. Our citizenship, uh, our uh, existence as a minority inside Israel, we want to defend the possibility of a political agreement that ends the occupation of the Palestinian territories. That's why we are calling to abolish this law. Uh, and we uh, started by, of course, parliamentarian work, and we will continue the parliamentarian work to abolish this law. But there is also a need to show that the uh, masses are against this law. That's why we, on the 11th of uh, August, we um, uh, had a big demonstration in Tel Aviv um, with uh, more than 60,000 participants who called for abolishing this law and against this law. We also, as um, a joint list, uh, the coalition of four parties in the Knesset, the third uh, faction in the Knesset, uh, started also uh, or launched a, a, a diplomatic efforts, uh, international diplomatic efforts, 
We visited, I visited the United States. I had meetings with UN officials. And we had also um, uh, met uh, uh, UN officials in Geneva uh, and uh, in the EU Parliament to make all of the world aware of the dangerous sides of this law and how it is in contradiction of all the uh, 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 accepted norms in the world. And uh, uh, we will continue uh, these efforts. Uh, we will also, cont- we also uh, um, uh, had uh, uh, addressed the Supreme Court in Israel. Uh, our, uh, there are six uh, appeals to the Supreme Court against this law. We expect that next month uh, the Supreme Court uh, should start looking into those appeals. Uh, It was attacked by the uh, Minister of Law and Israel, Minister of Justice, uh, Ayelet Shaked, who uh, did not understand how could uh, the judges of the Supreme Court even think about accepting these appeals against the law. And she said very clearly that they will not allow judges of the Supreme Court to uh, reject or to criticize laws that are legislated in the Knesset, which means um, uh, uh, it is going to be a very clear crisis with the judiciary system between the political uh, regime and the judiciary system uh, uh, on their authority to criticize or to analyze any kind of law if it is in contradiction with the basic, uh, even what uh, um, um, was declared in the independence uh, declaration of Israel. We have to understand that Israel committed itself when it was recognized by the United Nations. It committed itself to the uh, declaration of the United Nations and by this law. Uh, it is uh, withdrawing from its commitment. And I think the world should look into this. The world in the past rejected the existence of an apartheid regime in South Africa and should also have a clear position about having a new apartheid regime in this world that is evolving in Israel. Yes, it should. Ida Tumasliman, you you came to the United States and you talked about the severe criticism that that parties in the Israeli government were leveling against you in Israeli media, uh, it seems they let you back in the country and they haven't stopped you. <laughs> What's uh, what have you been been up against now? Well, first of all, um, yeah, there were um, complaints by other MKs from the right wing against me to the. Uh, a general attorney to investigate how am I sabotaging the um, and making harm to the international relations uh, of Israel, which means as if I'm violating an existing law in Israel that might end if people are, uh, you know, if someone is accused 
by this accusation and being called a traitor as the way they did to me, um, uh, it can lead to a felony that uh, brings 10 years of uh, prison. But uh, of course they will let me in. I'm not only a citizen of Israel, I'm representing um, uh, people who elected me to echo these voices, who elected me to represent their um, uh, uh, needs, their uh, values, their um, uh, what they think uh, they want to see in the country they are living in, in the state they are li- citizens of. We want democracy, we want peace, we want to end the occupation because we believe that occupation is bad for the Palestinian people and it is bad for the Israel, Israeli Jewish people. Uh, uh, so what I'm standing for in my understanding is international values that all the humanity should stand for. And what I'm struggling for is a better future for all the people in this region, not the thing that the Israeli government is doing. And of course, they can persecute us. They can call us names. They are inciting against us. This is not the first time that this government is inciting against the representatives of the Palestinian minority inside Israel. As you might remember very well, um, on the last election in 2015, how Netanyahu went out uh, on the day of the election and asked people to come and to vote because the Arabs are coming to vote in droves. I mean, if that was said in any country, uh, imagine in the United States, uh, someone will stand up or a prime minister or president will say, come and and rescue us, uh, the the Jews or uh, the uh, African-Americans are coming to vote in droves. This is a clear incitement against, and this is not the first time that they are inciting against us. And this is part of the struggle, is to uh, make your message out clear there, uh, uh, that uh, on the contrary, what we are standing for can bring solidarity from all over the world, and not what they are trying to create here. Well, it doesn't take much imagination in the United States, where we do have a president who incites racist <laughs> violence and says the Mexicans are a bunch of rapists and criminals coming to get us. Uh, but it, it is something that we ought to be taking seriously and addressing here, as well as in in Israel. Um, is has there been a, a general strike proposed? Is that am I right about that? Yeah, we we just had our general strike, a Palestinian general strike for the first time in the last 70 years. It was a general strike, not only among the Palestinians inside Israel, but among the Palestinian people all over the uh, uh, Palestinian occupied territories and all over um, the refugee camps because uh, everybody understands that this law is not only damaging the rights of Uh, equal citizenship and existence of the Palestinian minority, but it's also damaging and trying to uh, uh, end eventually the possibility for the two-state solution or what I called 
the um, uh, creation of a Palestinian uh, state alongside the state of Israel. And if you mentioned already your president, uh, we know very well about the relations that are very, very close and um, between uh, Mr. Netanyahu and uh, uh, Mr. Trump. And we know that they share a lot of the ideas. Uh, look what happened uh, just uh, uh, recently in the uh, General Assembly of the United uh, Nations and uh, the declarations that came later on uh, for the first time, um, Mr. Trump said uh, uh, that he loves the idea of a two-state solution, but uh, immediately corrected himself, saying, but it should be agreed upon both parts, when he knows very well that Mr. Netanyahu has declared on the same day that he will never agree for an independent, real independent state of Palestine. He would like to see the Palestinians ruling themselves, but the whole, what is called security issues, should be in the hands of Israel, meaning creating a kind of a, um, a small, even a smaller authority than it is existing now, uh, dealing with the everyday life. He wants a continuous occupation without taking the burden of occupying another people. Let them deal with themselves internally, but we will continue to occupy them. If this is what Netanyahu think about the two-state solution, then we understand very clearly that the moves that were created by the United States of the uh, uh, President of the United States lately, since you know May, um, moving the embassy from Tel Aviv, the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. This despite the international resolutions about this and the international law of East Jerusalem as an occupied territory, uh, including uh, the cuts of budgets uh, against the UNRWA uh, and trying to redefine who is a refugee. Those two things are the most important. You know, uh, there were four issues delayed. Uh, in the negotiations between Palestinians and uh, Israel. Uh, the uh, Jerusalem issue, and uh, Mr. Trump said very clearly after moving the embassy, we just finished the issue, settled the issue of Jerusalem. The, um, uh, what, uh, the decisions uh, uh, about the UNRWA is, again, uh, uh, relating to the second issue that was delayed, the refugees issues, and he thinks this way he will settle the issue of refugees. Netanyahu, from his part, is saying that the third issue, the security, he wants to continue to have the security in his hand, controlling the Palestinian uh, uh, territories, which means they are preparing for what is called the century, uh, the deal of the century that we heard in the next few months will be declared by uh, the administration, the uh, American administration. They are trying to liquidate the Palestinian issue. They are trying to enforce the Palestinian leadership to agree or to compromise any solution that would be suggested through, uh, you know, uh, uh, making uh, this, 
leadership weaker and weaker. But I think that will lead us to a new crisis and to a new uh, cycle of violence and uh, bloodshed that nobody needs in the region. Indeed. We we have just a few minutes left, and uh, there's problems on top of problems. But another one, uh, of course, is the threat of war with Iran. Uh, And Israel has nuclear weapons with no inspections. Iran has no nuclear weapons with the most severe inspections any nation has ever faced. But Mr. Netanyahu and his U.S. allies are telling us that Iran is this major threat. Do the Israeli people believe that? What, what, is the, what are the views toward a possible war uh, within Israel? Well, um, I hope there won't be any uh, war regarding Israel and Iran, because I believe this time it's going to be a total disaster. Uh, And it's going to be a continuous war that nobody wants, and the people of the region will pay a high price for such uh, a war. I think that uh, uh, Netanyahu is playing with with fire, you say. Uh, uh, He wants to show the world that he is uh, that the Israeli occupation of the Palestinian territories is not the major issue in the Middle East and want to divert the attention to Iran and by this way he is also gaining some kind of support of the some of the reactionary Arab regimes like Saudi Arabia and other Gulf uh, uh, countries, and that will also, he will use this kind of support also to put pressure on the Palestinian leadership to compromise uh, the political agreement to be signed. Uh, In my opinion, uh, uh, Mr. Netanyahu understands very well that it is dangerous to go into a war at this point. He wants to divert the attention from the nuclear weapon Israel has, and want to continue to be the only superpower in the Middle East. What can what can people outside of the Middle East and outside of Israel and people in the United States do most directly to to help at this time? Well, I think that uh, solidarity with the Palestinian people, solidarity with the uh, uh, democratic forces, Israeli democratic forces, including the Palestinian minority inside Israel, is very, very important. Showing uh, the Israeli government and the Israeli leaders that they cannot continue this kind of policy without paying a price. Uh, please question your representatives in the Congress, in the Senate, about their policy and their positions toward what's happening in the Middle East. Uh, Israel is getting a lot of military and uh, financial support from your administration. Most of the killing that is happening on Gaza borders is happening with weapons and uh, uh, ammunition that is given by the the American people. And I think it's about time for the um, American people to stand up and to say we are not willing to give a hand to these killings and what is and oppressing other people in the region. I think it's very also important to um, uh, uh, make the Israeli uh, uh, government understand that they are 
not welcomed as long as they are uh, pushing for this policy and practicing uh, occupation against other people. Uh, of course, uh, the, the, the world has uh, created different ways of putting diplomatic pressure, but also public pressure. And I know that the BDS is very active uh, nowadays and getting more and more power in the United States. And I think it's about time for uh, the Israeli government to understand that there is a price for continuous occupation. Very good advice. Ida Tuma-Sliman is member of Knesset and the chairwoman of the Committee on the Status of Women and Gender Equality. Ida, thank you for everything you're doing and for taking the time to come on Talk Nation Radio. Thank you very much, David. Thank you. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.